0: But man, if if I could wave a magic wand and make my white belts like incredible at jujitsu right away, I don't think I would do it. No. You would not be doing them a good service. I would be doing, doing them a disservice. If- okay, guys, Splendid Torch podcast. Professor Pete here. I'm with Coach Pete as always. How are you? I'm doing fantastically well, as I always am. Got a new ink yesterday, my man. You're a little swollen. A little swollen. A little swollen. My swollen. God, dude. Yeah. So I got the inside of my arm done, and uh, this one's very meaningful to me. This one is, if you guys haven't seen it on my social media, I got an hourglass with a very nautical theme on the inside. It's like a ship, like sinking, and this one denotes it represents time and tide wait for no man. Yes, sir. We talk about that a lot, man. And that's um, and you know all my friggin' tattoos, which are becoming plentiful yes. in a very short amount of time. It's funny, I put this one up and, and McGinnis shot me a, a DM and he's like, dude, you went from nothing to a f- complete canvas in <laughs> no time flat. And I was like, dude, you can't half-ass these things. No, you can't. You and, can't do it. And, and, and that's in. the thing, man, when I was going into this, I, I had everything mapped out that I wanted and it's all things that are very meaningful to me. But this one, this is a big one, dude. Time and tide, wait for no man. And I don't know if it's because like I'm officially middle-aged. I think You're not middle-aged. I know, dude. Look, but no, I'm not. I had this argument with Big Dan Lupus one time. I'm not middle-aged, dude. Of course I'm not. Like you wouldn't see me at the mall and be like, look at that middle-aged man. No. But you know, I'll be 37 in September in a few months and do the math. And this is what I did with Dan Lupus. Like if you do the math, if you Google... The the a- life average life expectancy. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, yeah. what is it for a man? Like seventy-four? I think it's like seventy-four, seventy. I, I actually I th- thought I
1: saw somewhere where it was, or maybe that's the women, a seventy-eight. I'd be shocked, bro. If only
0: we had a device. I don't know. We need a we need a Jamie. Jamie, look we that up. We yeah, shouldn't
1: Jamie look that up. We should invent something like Lugal. <laughs> that sounds
0: <laughs> that sounds really good. sounds good. Um but man That's you know, my hot tub time machine reference right there. The timeless classic. Oh wow, for a woman it is. Seventy-eight, right? Wait a tick. This says for women it's eighty-one. Yes. And there's no way. There's no way. Well, men are idiots. That's part of the problem. I think the average is seventy seven. So men men really drag that down. Yeah, a lot. we do. We're uh uh but anyway, like for yeah. the sake of the argument, I'm not middle aged, but you know what I mean. Yes. We talked about this before that a lot of like that some athletic windows are closing, right? And well, some some like physical opportunities, we'll call it. Yeah. So I'm not gonna play in the NFL.
1: That no. dream, that dream has to no, Did gone. that
0: ship sail? You know, but even in terms of like fighting, yeah. When you're 37, man, that's like you're you're the old guy in there. Um, that's behind. That's way behind me. That's yeah. not even well, on my radar. Well, how is Jacare? Jacare is 40. You can't use jock, right? I as can. Well, his arm broke this weekend. Oh God, dude, <laughs> that made me nauseous. He, that, he's starting to notice a trend, I think. What <laughs> well, oh, well, Hodger broke Hodra? his arm, yeah, but that was like twenty years ago. Yeah. yeah, and he did. He took that as a, like a warrior, man. If you guys don't know that one, Hodger, he was beating Hodger in like I don't know if it was the world or, was or if it was Monday like Dallas, the Brazilian national. something like that, and. Uh, He's beating Hodger on points. Hodger locked in a beautiful armbar, snapped his snapped arm. Snapped his arm. Jacare escapes, because it's funny how much more wiggle room you have yeah, after your arm, arm has snapped. Your and forearm's double-jointed. Yeah, he talks his, his arm in his belt yep. and finishes out the match. Dude. Yeah, He basically ran for a minute and a half. Hey, he, uh, he won. How far are you running with a broken arm, you know? I'm running to my Depends knees on what's, to cry yeah, like a baby. who's chasing you. Um, it's funny, because I don't know if you remember, Ricardo fought Kendall Grove. Yes, long, you know, lanky guy Hawaiian. and he pivoted off the cage. You know, these incredibly long levers and when you're doing jiu-jitsu on the cage, that's an entirely different belt system. You know, if you're a black belt in jiu-jitsu, you're probably like a brown belt against the cage. Against it's, the cage. it's weird. Yeah. And he pivoted off uh, off his back and caught Ricardo in a tight armbar. Yeah. Had like Ricardo on his back, arm fully extended. Ricardo escaped, you know, he did like uh he ducked under and came up into him. And uh we were asking Ricardo afterwards about armbar defense. He's like, "Man, nah, it I was like, how tight was that?" He's like, "Yeah, it wasn't that tight." He's like, "You get it's the second pop you got to worry about. The first <laughs> yes, pop, yes. the first pop is good because it gives you wiggle room. It's the second pop that you." gotta That's I'm the like, one. That's the, the damage, da-? right? I'm like, God damn, dude, I don't think like that. No, but uh, it was impressive. But anyway, yeah, dude, time and tide wait for no man. I was in New York yesterday, so the guy I, I get tattooed by, he's up in uh, the Bowery in New York, mm-hmm. so. I got to tell you I started going to him last October. Yes. It was supposed to be last April, but I what happened last day I can't think. There's a falls. reason my there's a reason my appointment was canceled in New York City in April 2020. Uh, I don't remember. Anyway, it got pushed back to October. And I got to tell you man, like driving into the city in October was one of the the more depressing Moments in my life. Post apocalyptic. And you gotta think, I grew up on the other side of the Hudson River, like yeah. we could see the city. It was, you know, the New York City is this, it's just a symbol to us, like yeah. in Rockland County, yeah. where I'm from. And uh, we take very, you know, very much pride in the Big Apple. Yes. Like when I'm down here and, and people are like, oh, I'm going to the city this weekend, I'm like, where are you going, Manhattan? You're going to, uh, no, Old I'm going city. To Philly. Philly. I'm like, that's not the city. That's our city. A city. That is not the city. Yes. But I got to tell you, dude, um, it's probably a combination of a few things. But driving in yesterday, it was nice to be frustrated and screaming <laughs> to people out the window for cutting me off and yes. getting stuck in the Holland Tunnel. It was nice because it was like... Um, normalcy. Yeah, the days of old, yeah. And the city was packed. Yeah. Packed, man. Young people, homeless people, of course. Oh, I, I hear... I've heard such bad things. It's but definitely worse.
1: My buddy, uh, one of my really good friends, Marty, lives in... The city somewhere, I'm not even sure, and he would send pictures to the rest of us, and it's like Like, over the course of the last year. Yeah, and there was he's like it's the weirdest thing ever. He's like you go out, and he's a night owl. He's got his sleep patterns. I don't know what they are, but he'll be out at night. Sleeps most of the day, and you know he he's sending pictures. He's like I could be out on a Thursday night at two thirty in the morning. Just walk around going to all the different shops or whatever, and it's elbow to elbow. He goes, there's nobody out. It's yeah. ridiculous. Even uh, Harley Flanagan, uh, who's black belt under Henzo Gracie, teaches their kids classes, also yeah. uh, basis for the Cro-Mags. Yep. And uh, he would send—he's always sending pictures out, and he's like, man, this is just—I can't
0: believe where we're at right now. Yeah, but man, it seems like it's back. It's back. It's still kind of goofy— um it was nice to see it was packed. Like, uh, you know, there's traffic, which sucks, but, man, the sidewalks were packed. And it, you just can't keep New York down. That's that's the thing. But when the weather comes out and, like, the weather's nice, yeah. everybody just comes out like to get out of the house, yeah. Um, it was nice to see tons and tons and tons of, of young people because when I was there in October, and I think I went twice in October, maybe once in November, it was like you didn't see anybody who you would be comfortable – Talking to you know what I mean? It was like either they were nodding off, which dude the junkie nod off. I wish I had that much balance. I wish I had that kind of flexibility. It's impressive. They're standing. It's like somebody stapled their feet into the ground. Yeah, and then they fold at the waist and they're just drooped completely. If you I could watch
1: The Matrix and they freeze frame, how the, the hell do
0: they do this without falling over? I do not know. But I, anyway, there was a whole lot of that. Ba- like you know, at the yeah. end of twenty twenty, not so much this time. A lot of homeless people, but. I'm not saying that they're cleaning the city up, but uh it was just nice to see some sort of return to normalcy. Yeah. We could do an off topic ju- non jujitsu podcast and talk about all yeah. that. Well, no, because, because it, it's it, really it plays a huge role. Because huge. I think, you know, we're in the Northeast. Dude. Yeah. We're in the Northeast. Like, you know, for better or for worse, I think it's mostly for, for the better. Um But aside from California, the Northeast has been more stifling, we'll call it, mm. more. uh dare I say, draconian in response to what we just went through. Yeah. And we're seeing a huge return to normalcy here. Yes. And we talked about in the last podcast or, or even the last couple ones how, dude, the door has just been open here and people are, are like, you know, fighting tooth and nail to get into a class. It's awesome to people see. People who have never trained before. And I think it's just New York City is a good indicator of what the Northeast is looking like.
1: It's, it's, the, uh, it's definitely... Um... The thermometer. Like, we're doing that headshot thermometer. You can see where we're at. 97.3. 97.3. It's getting up there to the 97s. You know, it's it's yeah. bumping up, which is awesome. I'm not, my joke
0: is, it didn't matter if we took 100 temperatures, they all said 97.3. It's amazing how that works. You that? Maybe we should have taken that sticky off
1: the front of it. Uh, that would have helped. <laughs> Wait, did you put batteries in it? Yeah. <laughs> You have to put batteries in this thing. I had no yeah. idea that was you needed that.
0: Anyway, so yeah, I went up for the tattoo and uh, I got it on the inside of my bicep. That's a good. That's a good place. It makes you feel oh, alive. God, do, do you have the inside? Yeah, I arm?
1: have some on the inside. Uh, yeah, that's so the you bone, s- the elbow. You're,
0: you're out closer to the elbow, which it sucked. Yeah, but dude, when you creep up towards the armpit, yeah, it's torture. Yeah. It's torture. You know, it's like a two and a half hour tattoo. And uh, I just knew the second he started, you know, the the gun to skin, I was like, God damn it, I'm in for a <laughs> tough afternoon, man. Yes. And uh, you know, he kept asking me if I'm okay. He's like, You're right, you're right. I wasn't like flinching. or anything. I think he just knows that it's a sensitive area. That spot sucks. Yes. And I'm like, It sucks, but I'm good. That was the outline. And then he comes back <laughs> for the shading. He's like, You good, man? I'm like, You're yeah. not done yet. What the hell? Like, right? And you know, you find and you have to like late. The worst part is probably like laying on your back on that rock hard table. My spine's killing me and i had my arm reached out in the exact location that it's not i tore the most my pack. spot to be in for no, an dude, of it's of like time. Sean the Chersky's arm barring me <laughs> yeah. and uh you know my arms com- he's leaning on it so my arm, i can't move my arm yeah. my hand is completely in asleep. it is terrible dude yeah. he'd be like all right let's take a stretch i'm like can you help me up i can't <laughs> i can't move here um you know but and i told the guy i was like dude look i i literally am in the business of being uncomfortable yeah like, you know, this is, this sucks, but this is really not that off brand for me. Uh, and I told him, I was like, dude, I spent like a good three hours on the floor of the ER one time with my kneecap completely out. So, I remember that. Good times. Yeah. You drove me there. Yes, I did. Like friggin' Mad Max. <laughs> I think you hit, we, we missed one of the potholes on 73. So you did a U-turn and came back. <laughs> I had to make sure we get them all covered. Yeah. That was fun. Good times. But yeah, man, endurance. So it's one of the things that you can learn. So we talk, We did a podcast, an entire podcast on what jiu-jitsu gives us. I think we even called it part one. And the truth yeah. is, every single podcast we do, every episode, in some sense, is what jiu-jitsu gives us. Absolutely. Right? And uh, Ricardo, if you guys didn't know, Ricardo's tagline, like, we don't really have a tagline here, but everybody could agree that our, our quote is a ship is safe in harbor, but that's not what ships exactly. are for. We use it on everything. It's like Frank's Red Hot. Ricardo's is With Endurance We Conquer, and that's uh, Shackleton, right? And yeah. I think we talked about it before. But in terms of muscles you're gonna build, in terms of like skills you're gonna acquire and abilities, the ability to endure, to persevere, that's gotta be the number one thing that we, we learn here. It's an invaluable tool that you face in life you know, especially if you're in a corporate world, you can face that every day. Everybody faces advice adver- adversity every day. And it's not even facing adversity; like anybody could do that, right? Yes. Anybody could like how you take it on the chin once or twice. Exactly, but it's not about that. It's one: how do you, you know, how do you
1: pivot off of that? You're you're met you meet this challenge. It's in your face. What do you do? Do you cower and walk away with your tail between your legs? Or do you find a way around it? You know, your decision-making, your problem-solving. You know, it's like a chess mat. Like we say, human chess, right? That's exactly what it is. Yeah. It gives you that innate ability. And you seem to, you know, I think you can look at it, it the longer you're in the game, your decision-making on the mat and in life changes. On it's their fi- Under
0: fire. Under fire. Instinct changes. That, that's an important distinction. Yeah. Right? But, so it's not just, like you're talking about pivot, learning how to pivot and, yes. and things, which that's a, that's... A complete I don't think it's completely different, but that's a different uh skill set in its own. Exactly. So like with Danaher, maybe it was Danaher or a mix of Danaher, Rogan, Yeah. Roger. Roger. Uh I think Rogan Dana- bastardized Roga. a Danaher uh statement, which was Jiu Jitsu is dynamic problem problem solving under stress with dire physical consequences. Yeah. And that denotes the idea that, you know, we're engaged in this, like you said, human chess. And you know you're trying to apply your techniques and your strategies, but they're also doing the same. So th- th- the field is ever changing. Yeah, the chessboard is ever changing. You need to have the ability to to change it up on the fly. Yes, and that's something we learn here. The that's plane what, that you're operating on will is changing at all times. Yeah, so that's like the pivot you're talking about. Yes, but in terms of like endurance, it's like you're in a foxhole. Right and like you're just eating artillery, dude. This is more your wheelhouse yeah. than mine. But I've seen <laughs> Saving Private Ryan, so I'm pretty much qualified to yeah. to speak. on being I a think soldier.
1: You, uh, you have a Purple Heart just yeah. from watching it. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> we all cried. Yeah, for my, some n- my neck
0: really hurt at the <laughs> end from watching it for three and a half hours. Um, but dude, like the ability to, like, have grace under fire. Yeah. You know, like the ability to like withstand, because normally like what happens if, if you've never, if you're not inoculated to these things, if you're not like accustomed to just being bombarded with a shit storm, yes. what what tends to happen mentally and physically? You freak, freak out. Talk, yeah. yeah, that's the whole uh, being, dealing with somebody with
1: good top side pressure. That's always a great example. Yes. Somebody with top cross side pressure, the person underneath in the beginning, how many times have you had to say, okay, just relax. It's not the end of the world. Uh, I'd, it'd be better to say how
0: many times I didn't have to say
1: Exactly. That. And you, there really is, especially as a senior student, you almost have to say, look, you got to relax here. You're freaking—because, I, I mean, I, there's been a couple times where people Pan, were— Full-blown panic attack. Full-blown panic attack. And they're not— you know, using their feet as a base for an upa? No, their feet are straight out. Yeah. Straight out. <laughs> yeah. They're kicking the mat up and yeah. down. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Get, yeah. you, get your frames, man. Build your frames. Get an upa in here. Don't freak out. Yeah, it's they, not the end look, of the world. They look
0: like a moose trying to swim across a lake.
1: Yes, but the beauty of it is, is we've all been there. We've all had that experience to a very degree. You know, you don't start off being... Have you ever freaked out on bottom? Like even when you're like white belt, blue belt? One time. And I happened to be wearing this shirt. Um, So big tone. Are oh, God. It's 400 pounds. He came in. He was probably about 385 at the time. Open mat. Um, got, he was on top. And I'm trying to move. And I literally, I've never felt so defenseless. Oh, you never had a car land on top of you No, before? not in the last couple of years. But my rib ended up popping, trying to just move, frame yeah. and shrimp out a little. And I was like, "Tony, you got to get up." He's like, "Why?" I'm like, "I can't move. My, either my spine broke yeah. or a rib." Yeah, just well, that that was like popped.
0: an injury. You never had like the panic attack, like the no. Leading up to that moment, my... oh, that's why you blew your rib out. Yeah, of I was your... like, "I got to get the <laughs> fuck
1: out of here," because literally, that yeah. is literally one of the worst experiences of my life. And it's not like Tony was being a jerk about it. Yeah, you know, he's just that was the one time where I'm like, "Holy crap!" I go. This is insane. I've never felt this. Yeah, And I'm like, because, again, I, I don't mind putting myself in a bad spot to fight out, to give myself the opportunity to develop a skill set, because you're never going to develop it if
0: you're never in a situation. Yeah, but when you realize that there's just no that way That was a out, bad move, Pete. That's, yeah, dude, I was, you, you get I was, on bottom of a 400-pound guy, is like us burying you alive. Like, we just put you in a coffin, and yeah. we're throwing the dirt on there. That top.
1: is, I forget what, there was some movie with uh, Andrew McCarthy, I think, where he was, or his girlfriend was buried in... Uh, in a coffin and oh, there's like God. a serial killer or something. Maybe it was uh, i forget who it was, but there was, there was a movie I think it came out in the nineties where there's poor girl stuck in this wood coffin and the dirt's on top and she's screaming and screaming uh-huh. and screaming and not realizing all your air is going away. Yeah. All your oxygen's being removed. Every time you speak, you're making it worse. You're making it worse for yeah. yourself. And that's kind of what happens. And, you know, we can pull up anybody with any, you know, decent top side control game, man. They're going to, every time you they're start, they're getting chest to chest. They're controlling your Every head. time somebody breathes out, you squeeze in. That's yeah. what I do. That's what we teach. That's what we teach. Every right. time they breathe, you make them.
0: And the funny thing is, like, the higher you go up the ladder, when I'm rolling with a guy, like, I can't say battle, because then I could just fucking bench press him. And then he'll take my back and arm bar. Me. But it's a very different, it's a different set of problems. Like uh like Al. Coach Al, that's a good example. Yes. You would think like when he pa- if he passes your guard and gets the side control, you'll start panicking because you got a Buick on top of you. Yeah. A Buick who knows how to pin you. Yes. You know, he's the strongest guy in the room. There's really no way out. The the difference is this though, dude, at the higher levels, he's not just gonna stay there. No. He's gonna try to finish you or try to advance his position. It's always about advancing. It would be very, very rare for for a role with he and him and I like being in one position for five minutes. Exactly. When you're like a white belt, blue belt, there are times like you know that guy, you know the the new 190 pound, like you know former football player passes your guard. He's just fucking squeezing, squeezing you, squeezing the life out of and you. And you're looking at the, you're like, there's five minutes on the clock. That's when it's like, oh shit, claustrophobia sets <laughs> yeah. in. But you know, a little trick around that is if you open up, not not let somebody submit you, but like dangle the bait. Yeah, that creates the movement that you need to to escape. It's a little trick. That's
1: the whole. That's where you get into, and a lot of it is mad experience. You you have enough. You have to have enough tricks in your back it's pocket. All, it's
0: all experience.
1: <laughs> exactly, because then you you know, you you put yourself in a position. You're like, all right, this is fine. I just got to do X, Y, and Z, and you're gonna get out of it. It's yeah. not that bright. You get the underhook. Post on the hip, you're able to pivot out. I don't have, you know, that's that's fine. Then I can come up on an arm bar or whatever it is. I, you know, that's the beauty. A lot of that comes from the experiences that we have from being on the mat so much. Yeah. But developing to be able to learn those tricks, it's that's where you're going, man. This sucks. Dude, you're falling
0: down the stairs. Yeah, you fall down the stairs you and gotta you're fall watching. Don't do, 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 do. Yeah. And you watch your go slow motion. Well, I think a big a big uh place that the fear comes from is just like not not having the tools in your toolbox yet to escape. Yeah. And like we, you know, we talk to the white belts about it all the time. If if you're starting to panic and like you're freaking out and you just hate having your guard passed, one, meet that head on. Like the more you hide from that, the worse it's gonna be. That monster, like kill the monster when it's small. Yeah. If you get like a little uneasy now as a white belt when somebody passes your guard, you better embrace it. Like yeah. spend some more time at bottom because it's gonna grow into this fucking dragon that you can no longer slay, and mm-hmm. it'll scare you off off the mat, or at least hinder your growth and your progress in such a huge way that is easy, not easily, but avoidable. Yeah, it's avoidable. One of the best tips that
1: I got ever got was when I was uh, I was back training full time again. Um, it was eight, eight and a half years ago, I guess it was, and the instructor's like, "Look, man." You obviously wrestled. You you know you move like a wrestler. A very old decrepit wrestler with very little skills. But you move like a wrestler. So obviously you're a top guy. If you want to be any good and get better at this game, get comfortable being on bottom. Just get comfortable being yeah. on bottom. He goes, The biggest transition a wrestler has to deal with is being on bottom. Because that and he said he, he the example was uh, he's like, I'll have ten wrestlers come in, to stay. Yeah, maybe one gets a black belt. Yeah, because the dealing with, you know, the situation of mentally, if I'm on my back, I'm giving up points. Well, that's gone. You don't have to worry about back points in jujitsu.
0: You know, so it's I mean understanding. I think it's a lot of things too. It is a lot
1: of things. I you're, think you're
0: asking a wrestler who has been born, bred, and raised. Yes to dominate other people which that's what wrestling is it's just that pure domination impose your will yep and you're putting them in a spot where they're doing something that looks kind of like what they do and no and something that they've you know excelled at for their entire life it looks kind of like the same thing but once you force them into a spot that they're not accustomed to man you're Putting them right back at being a four-year-old kid in the Cherokee gym getting smashed. Yeah, except
1: this time, they're a grown-ass man. Yeah, dude, it. that's yeah. you know, and, you get, and you're dealing with some soccer player that's giving yeah. you the business. Yeah, that's dude. a hard, that's or a hard. Or some thing. Thing. like
0: you know, IT guy. But
1: this goes back to this goes back to the tattoo man. It's not about just being physically strong. No, you 100. You have to be mentally strong in this game, and especially if you get because you know, I mean, we hear guys, oh, I want to compete, I want to compete, I want to compete. That's great. You have to have the mental wherewithal to be able to compete. Yeah. You have to understand that the chances you go in 300-0 while you compete... Zero. Is zero. zero. Everybody loses in this game. Everybody's right, but it's not,
0: even, it's not even that, man, I, I don't think. I think, at least, it's a lesson learned, but yes. we don't want to look stupid. Nobody wants to be outclassed, out, and, and just dominate. Nobody wants to be dominated. I think that's what it is. So, like, you could see it. Like, when guys go out and compete and... It's a battle and the guy like, you know, you just fuck up. And like you yeah. lose on like a sweep. Or you do like a Gallagher, which is everything <laughs> you should not do. You know? Like I'm, pre- my, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty Gallagher, sure Gallagher right was just a plant from another school. To one come of here my and favorite
1: Gallagher we have that one picture. It's you, <laughs> Tony and myself. <laughs> yeah. You're looking at Gallagher going
0: like, what the, fuck, fuck, are you the doing? fuck are you doing? I'm
1: screaming, yeah. and Tony's looking at us, going, <laughs> yeah. you <guys> are idiots. <laughs> yeah. "But the best, and it was the UGA." I think you go Gallagher Kamora. He's like, what "The fuck's Kamora?" <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know that. I don't know that. It's like, what? I'm like, "Then yeah, give me back your blue give belt." Give me back dude. your blue belt. Yeah, that. But yeah, yeah, I used to when I would coach him in tournaments. I would have. He was the only guy I would scream at. He was the only guy I'd, I'd be mean to. Um. Mostly because he could, take, he it could and, take it and he responded well to it because <laughs> yes. he treats grappling matches like they're, they're bar fights. <laughs> but man, he's also the only guy that, if like when he loses, because he loses in the most re- ridiculous, ridiculous ways, ways, I would have to do a lap. Yeah, I bet like, guys will be back in five minutes. Yeah, I gotta walk this one off. He's a guy, man. He Anybody was... else, I'm like, dude, you fought hard, yeah. you did this well, this you did, you fucked up on this, but we can with him. I'm like, I gotta go. Yeah. He gotta was go. fighting,
1: a, he had that uh match against, I think it was a purple belt at the UGA. And he kept giving
0: up the sweep. It's like, what are you doing? He's an idiot. He's, I want to be. I want to. Yeah. Well, I'm like, because like, he was like diving after the guy's yes, face. Yes. He, yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. But hey, it, anyway, there's lessons learned in that. But one thing that I wanted to get back to in terms of like getting used to being on bottom and dealing with like the anxiety of being stuck in a, in a bad spot and and the claustrophobia is the more tools you could develop and, and put in your tool belt the more calm you're going to be. Like if you have a way out, like yeah. if I, all right, let's put it this way. All right. There's you're t- almost always a way out. Yeah, but you don't know it. But you don't know it. You don't know By it.
1: putting yourself there.
0: And there's not always a, dude, there's not always a way out. No. If, if, a, if you messed up like three times in a row and somebody got chest to chest, got the underhook, got the cross face, and they're bigger and, and better than you, there's not really a way no, out. No,
1: there is. Tap.
0: Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> not no. Not the pressure. I'm gonna edit that out submission. because that. that is the worst. He did that's, not okay I'm joking that. I'm he did not okay
1: that. I'm joking when but, I said that. All right, you
0: you you want to talk about uh, Andrew McCarthy or Big John McCarthy's wife getting buried alive uh, in a movie in 1962? <laughs> it was a how black about black Kill white Bill, Bill? Yeah, when when That'd she be, gets buried alive. That. Yeah, and she had the flashlight, right? Yeah, and then it starts going out, and she freaks out, right? So that's that's like having a tool. So in my opinion, would you rather? All right, think of it like this: Would you rather be buried alive, like with nothing, or would you rather be buried alive with like a gardening shovel in your hand? Obviously, a gardening shovel. Even though you're not going to dig your way out with Can't that, thing. Out just having pot. it in your hand is going to be Makes reassuring. you feel a little dude. bit better. You know, all right. Have you ever gotten an MRI?
1: I was just going to say the
0: MRI. Yes. Yeah, what sleep. do they give you? What do they put in your <laughs> hand? They give you that little squeeze ball. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's like it's like get me out of here. If you didn't have that, holy shnikes, I can only imagine how many more people would freak out. Just knowing that you have that way out in the squeeze ball, it just, okay.
1: I I never had, I never, I would go to the, every time I had an MRI, I would literally take a nap. Get blacked out drunk
0: and pass out i'm not saying i didn't <laughs> yeah.
1: but no i i would always i would they're like you good i go this is like therapy man i sit in here you got the click 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 yeah. click click and all that i would just zone out i go to sleep when i went when i went for my my bicep tendon they're like you gotta lay belly down whoa and you gotta have your arms straight out in front of you like you're superman with that
0: punch yeah flying thing for 20 minutes
1: yeah and i'm like first off I don't know how flexible <laughs> yeah, you think I, I am. I can't. I'm. I'm so. My, Might as well
0: MRI the chest because exactly. I'm about to tear it.
1: Man, I w- It was so. It was so bad. She's like, "You okay?" I'm like, "You better hurry to fuck up." I go. I'm not yeah. gonna be. A-. I go. Look, I could deal with all the being closed in. This position is killing me. Yeah, it's killing my back, my neck. They're like, "Just put your chest flat and your arms straight out." I'm like. You I don't ha- really I know me. I've been able to do that position. since I was a baby.
0: <laughs>
1: Eighty-two years ago I could do that.
0: At this age, yeah. I can't do that. It's just I just can't do it. I'm just too rigid. Yeah, and... dude. The the pack tendon one was bad because they had to strap me down. Which again, I was I was pretty good, man, especially because I had to get they did the wrong one. I did my shoulder on Tuesday. The doctor was like, uh, you gotta oh, go, go back. It. And then I went back Wednesday for the chest. But man, with the with the shoulder, they just put like a Like a foam pad next to me with the chest. They strapped me down like to a board. I was like, oh fuck, here we go. (laughs) But I was good, man. I made it through. A little sweaty, a little worse for wear. But it was goofy, dude. It was like twenty-five minutes. Twenty-five minutes. Yeah, it gets. So you're
1: talking about the tattoo. So I was in again, I usually I'm fine in the MRI. Right? I've been fine for my shoulder, my knees, all that stuff. My back, my neck, I was fine. When they had me in that position where it, it was literally I have to say, and I was thinking it at the time, this is the closest to wanting to tap to pressure I've ever been. Yeah. I had no fight because I can't fight. I can't even move. I'm not allowed to. Otherwise, they're going to say, we're going to retake that part, one. Man. You can't move. So you're in this uncomfortable position. And I literally, and I've done this, I don't know if you ever noticed before I would like compete and stuff, I just close my eyes and breathe. Yeah. I just really would close my eyes and breathe. That uh, the yoga breathing techniques and stuff like that. I'm always trying to incorporate that in any stressful situation. So if I get underneath Coach Al, I'm doing that, you know. And
0: and that's where the freak out comes in because like you do have tools and it's the it's the inability to move that gets you. So you go to bridge and you're like, oh, wow, he's not moving. You try a shrimp. Oh, wow. He's got me completely pinned. That's when you freak out. And that's a such a valuable lesson because the next time he's about to pass your guard, you're going to realize your defense starts now. <laughs> you better remember that and not let like it happen. The, a big a big misconception is if you have good defense, it's, it's you have the ability to work out of those bad spots. But, yeah. man, they should never even get to that spot. Like nobody should – and Gordon put out a video with Bernardo the other day about this, like how to never get your guard passed. And one of the big things was never letting somebody control your head, that even if they do get past your legs and they get to like a pin where – like, for example, like, uh, we're at a 90 degree angle, but we're like belly to belly, yeah. Like, I've I've swum over your head, yes, but I'm not controlling your head, yes, yeah, especially in nogi. That's not chest not to a, chest, he's yeah. he calls it like a superficial guard pass, like, yep. yeah, like you'll get points, but it's very easy for me to frame shrimp out and get back or mm-hmm. to, to do the jolt to push the elbow yep. away and come up, yeah, the stiff one. Um, and you know, you're going to start to realize like the tipping point, so to speak, of. Oh shit! He's about to pass my open guard. Like yeah. you'll know where where the outer limits of your retention are. Mm-hmm. There's only one way to learn those outer limits. But then you start to realize, like, all right, the guard's about to be passed. All I have to do is either a like frame and protect my head, and then I'll work my way out like that, or I turn I turn over and start to wrestle. And the only way to learn those you know those cues is to get there a whole bunch, exactly. which sucks, man. I wish, I wish we could have a better like answer for doesn't... people, but it, I think that's one of the biggest parts of. The curriculum. Yeah. You know, that's... like, Matakis talks about Ram Dass a lot. He's a huge Ram Dass fan. I like Ram Dass. He's cool. But uh he talks about, like, all the things that happen to you in your life are the curriculum. Mm-hmm. Right? Especially the bad things. Like, what am I supposed to learn from this? Like, what is this... You know, what's the value in this lesson? Exactly. And getting your ass kicked in jiu-jitsu, that's part of the curriculum, man. Like, I, I I'm starting to think about this more and more like what are we doing here of course i want people to learn how to fight yes you know that's huge self defense yeah and people who want want to compete i want them to be successful of course uh you know i want to bring people together and all these things but man if if i could wave a magic wand and make my white belts like incredible at jiu jitsu right away i don't think i would do it no you can't i if i could you
1: you but you would
0: not be doing them a good service. I would be doing them a disservice. A Dude, imagine disservice imagine if somebody, that. if everybody who came in were like Gordon. Yeah. You know what I mean? That would just... What would we really be accomplishing? What would they be gaining? They'd be <laughs> awesome at grappling. Yeah. Um, and, and, and let's be honest, like Gordon is who he is because of the dedication and his ability to endure, you know, and like, yes, his talent... But a lot of things come together. Like it's the hard work that yeah. gets him there. There's a lot of talented guys out there. If you don't put in the work, you're never gonna maximize it. Right. And he did go through the period getting his ass kicked. Yeah. Yeah. You know, day in and day out for a long time. And I just my I think my point is that might be like the most important part of what we do here. You know, like yeah. putting everybody through that the ringer, quote unquote, the gauntlet. In a safe in a safe environment, you're we're providing as safe you as the we ability.
1: You're we're providing you the ability to endure some really tough lessons in life knowing that after 6 7 minutes you're going to be able to slap hands fist bump bow and say hey man thanks that was a good roll right. we had a good time and again we can attribute this back to the tribe we keep we say it every week and it's so true that you know without each other we're nothing no you know we're just a bunch of
0: people walking around in pajamas trying to we're choke gym. each other without we're without without the tribal aspect you know like the consideration the support exactly. The camaraderie, the, the lessons,
1: the learn that are learned in here are, immeasurable, man. They really are. And you know, I brought it up when Angelo was getting ready for an interview, and I said, "Dude, I go, no one's going to try to choke you. No one's going to try to pass yeah. your guard and cause harm on you. This interview is nothing. So if you go Dude, in, I,
0: I get that. But
1: that's a that's part of the skill set that you develop in here. That's, and that's the that's point, that mental though. aspect. That I'm so I,
0: I want about. you to I want you to remember this because I think this is important. I'm not I'm gonna old, say I forget things. you are let's write my this name? down. It's not condescending to say I think it's misleading to say shit like that to people like Angelo. Like, like, dude, you do harder stuff than this all the time. Like nobody's gonna try to choke you. Right. But for me, for example, like I would I think I would rather grapple with Gordon, you know, yeah. even in like a competitive situation, than go to a job interview. You know what I mean? But that's you're in a different world. I am. But maybe he's the same type of person. The point is, like, you're developing a skill when you're when you're doing these hard things. When when somebody is trying to choke you and you do a tournament and everybody's watching you, it's reps. You're getting repetitions and okay. you are developing experience and you're developing a skill. It doesn't. I don't think you can compare the two situations and say, dude, this was harder, so this should be easy. Yeah. But what you can say is You've done things that are hard before, and you've got skills, you know, in dealing with those hard things, and you can apply those in this situation. That's the implication when I say that. That's that's I get basically it. what I'm getting I get at. It. I just, you know. Well, you can't assume things. Do you I know can't why?
1: type you know, make a, a me out of us, or yeah. something like that, an S out of you and me. No, the I, I mean, when you're texting somebody, I'm not going to. Do like we're doing on the yeah. podcast and have a diatribe. I, you know, I try to. Keep well, you it could
0: be, you could be like Miguel. He
1: fucking refuses to text. He
0: sends me voices. Yeah, dude, yeah. I'm like, man, I know you love to hear yourself speak, <laughs> but
1: like, come on, dude. He was driving because I, I got a bunch of them, and he was driving and stuff.
0: That, that's all well. I have no problem with that. I enjoy going back and forth with him. He's yeah. a good dude. So, let me ask you this: Do you send the voice back or do you text? I text.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm, I was sitting on my couch watching SEAL Team on TV, so I'm just text back or watching a hockey yeah. game. We text it back. It's at that it. These guys, these guys. But it's all good. It's all good. But yeah, we do. You develop a skill set in here, man. It, that's one thing that you cannot say you don't. You know, I mean, you develop. Okay, self-defense skills. Check. You're gonna learn that. You're gonna you're gonna learn to have fun. You're gonna learn to trust people around you. Uh, there's a lot of things that you develop in here, and yeah, dude. you do. You do. And I, I could say this from a guy that, like I said, you know, I'm I've been in the corporate world, quote unquote corporate world, uh, for a very long time, and I've been, you know, I've had issues at work. Those issues became very small, and my ability to deal with them became a lot smaller once I was back training jujitsu full time nine years ago. Yeah, there really is a difference. Um, you know, my father um, was a big, big business guy, right? Major sales guy uh, for company back in the day, and he always told me, even early on, he says, "Look, Peter," he goes, "Here's the deal." You're never going to be in perfect situations. You're going to have positions where you're going to have a boss above you that's a real and asshole. That's just the way it is. This guy's the worst. He goes, you have to master the art of grin effing someone. You got to grin. When they're giving <laughs> you the business, you just smile at them. Whatever it I takes. I hate doing that, dude. But you know what? I have to do that. It's, it's, I have to do that to maintain my job. Because if I lose my job... You know, I'm here a lot more, that's all well and good. Yeah. But I'm living I get you know, it, behind I, a dumpster. I, look, over here I'm, behind the I'm new probably like, donuts.
0: There there's a lesson there for me too. Like I'm too that's like Miguel when he was here, he was talking at the end of class. He's like, you know, one of the things about Pete, like, you know what he's thinking. Yeah. You know, what he says to you is what he's saying behind you your back. You can't always do that. I do. I do, you you do probably that, to a detriment, though. man. And, and here's the thing. I never realized that you were supposed to like not say, tell the truth all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I never realized that until I became an adult and it was too late, I think, for yeah. me to start being full of shit. <laughs> um, almost to a detriment, man, because sometimes I'll say something, you know, it's like one of you guys to yeah. like Juliana or like one of the employees. And know, they kind of look it, at you and they go, like, I can't believe you just said that, but. Or I'll say it to Melissa, Like you can't say sh- You can't you say, can't it say like stuff that. like that, yeah. I'm like, what are you talking... I said it very matter-of-factly, and that's just where, it, where we're at. Yeah. What are you talking about? But you're, you know, again, your environment shapes Dude, Same you. thing with like, the students. And, but usually, I wait until we have a relationship, and we're a, yes. r- a yeah. There Let me be clear. I'm not... I don't think I'm abrasive. I don't think I'm like, you know, too much. I just think that there's more value in being very upfront and very honest. And, and I've somebody had said something to me, um,
1: and I forget what it was. I think maybe you had said something joking, and they kind of they may have taken it wrong. I don't even remember what it was. I'm not surprised. No, and I said, I said first off, I go, he he was never saying, it was never meant to be make you feel bad about yourself. I guarantee no. you that. I said, I I know him. I know he's. Yeah. I go, he's a really good don't get a big head all right yeah he's a really good guy he's a good person he's a good soul there's never any well ill will meant towards something you don't need to
0: tell me like who or what but it's one of two things happened i'm gonna guess one is i just was like poking at somebody yeah which the thing that's what it was yeah look here's the thing though if i i don't make fun of everybody i'm not like dante i don't there's only like a handful of people i do yeah and if you're one of those handfuls of people yeah You're in the club. You're in the club, dude. There is no higher praise I could pay you than to make fun of you. Dude, it's funny because I went to college uh, with a couple, like one of my best friends from high school, Melville, went to the same college as me too, but we went our separate ways. And we both kind of, you know, we come home from like the first year of school and it's like really all my friends who scattered to the winds when we came back for that first break, we were like kind of commiserating on the fact that like, People thought we were abrasive. Like yeah. that but that's how we show affection, you yes. know, like man, we're from New York. All of our parents grew up in the city. And yeah. it's like the way you interact with your buddies is like you break their balls. It's like the only language that we really spoke at the time. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, I learned over time dial it back, dial it back. But, you know, in jujitsu, that's what we do, man. Like even battles like making fun of me now. That's, that's good. Which is a huge yeah, step in. in the right direction.
1: He's uh, he, but, <laughs> we were teaching a class. He said something. It's almost like you're sitting on a chair, and I was Suzuki. He goes, yeah. pun intended. I'm like, all right, you got me, <laughs> yeah. I go, What am I gonna say? Yeah, today? dude,
0: that's awesome. I love that he he's feeling comfortable to do that. Um, dude, so if you get if you're listening to this and you I make fun of you, like, hopefully it's as lighthearted as possible. Yeah. But but uh, it's because I, I love you. Yeah, it's because like you know you're part of the the crew. You're like part and, of the crew. And that's how I show my affection, really. And uh, the other side of that is this, though: if it wasn't that situation, if it was something else, maybe about like their their jujitsu or something they did, or yeah. The reason that hurts so bad—it's true It's because it's true. It's pass the guard,
1: learn it, to pass the yeah, guard, yeah,
0: dude. Like it's because it, it it's poking a part of you that you thought you were hiding under the rug, yeah. You know, but it's it's as plain as day. And that's really what happens here is we one of the things we say maybe the most on this podcast is you can't hide on the mat. No, you can't. You know, and that's one of the things I love so much about this, this lifestyle is like you can't be full of shit. You can't be full of shit. You that's know what I mean? Like even if you're a professional salesman, when you come in here, you're not, you can't sell you can't people sell. on your skill. Yep. You know, so like if you're doing some bullshit and you think you're getting away mm-hmm. with it and you're caught in certain corners... I'm going to call you out on it because yeah. you're literally, that's my job. And uh, it's going to sting a little bit. You know what I mean? Truth hurts. Yeah, truth hurts. Truth hurts. There's, there, that's, that's why it hurts thing. so bad. There's two reasons it hurts to lose in competition. One is because maybe you did like put in the work and it didn't come through for you. You didn't yeah. get the result you wanted. But I think mostly it's because it just kind of opens your eyes up to the fact the the harsh reality of Maybe you didn't do the work. Maybe you're not as good as you thought you were. That's really what hurts the most. That's the worst. Right? Like maybe you aren't this like special talent who could get by without doing an inordinate amount of work. Exactly. That's one of those things like, ah, man, that sucks. And there's no hiding. No, there's not. And we talked about it before. Like I think one of the appealing things about not competing, and this this goes across every aspect of your life, one of the appealing things about not going for that, that promotion of not you know, pursuing that, you know, the girl you like of not going after that building you want to buy, of not trying to get that house. The appealing thing of not trying to do it is you get to live in the fantasy of you could do it. You just haven't yet. Yeah. But you do go to the competition. You know, you do get smoked. You do put it on the line. And you're like, oh, shit, this guy's way better than me. Yeah. Or what's worse. Oh, man, I'm not as good as I thought I was. Yeah. And, but but really, the truth is usually I didn't put in the work that I should have. Exactly. And and, and, and and I mean, it
1: really, again, this is a very expansive topic because, I mean, there, look, you could be put in all the work. You can be really talented and you can make a stupid decision at the wrong time yeah. and get choked the hell out. That's
0: usually easier to live with. Yes,
1: it is. Actually, I think it's worse. I think it's worse
0: going making a mistake. You if think I, worse? if I go
1: out, if well, I mean, again, I'm extremely brutal myself. If I make a Dude, mistake, here, I
0: will not sleep for a week. Here, here's why, because you can't work any harder than you do. Yeah, I you know, you hard. know what I mean. Yeah, and like your game, your style, it's uh, it's very suited to competition. Yeah, and uh, it's very reliable and, and it's technically sound. So I don't think you'll ever find yourself completely outclassed. Like you can always hang. You know, one of my favorite pictures is one of those UGAs we went to, and they put you like a weight class above, <laughs> that a, was the worst. a belt level above, <laughs> and an age group down, or two, age, down, group, yeah. two age groups down. And you fought that, I don't know if he was a Russian experiment or whatever. He was one of, that was K-Dojo, that was his teammate, yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude. Pavel, I, I'll never forget his yeah. freaking name. Yeah, Yo, but you, you hung, it was a good match. You, you kept, you know, I think he passed a couple times, but you kept coming I back to... I lost 3-2. Yeah, you kept coming back to your yeah. butterfly, trying to hit your arm drags. Yeah. I got a beautiful picture of you trying to hit an arm drag. Um, You, you know, me screaming from the sideline. <laughs> but but that's why what hurts you is, is you made that stupid mistake, because yeah. you've gotten to that point. Yeah. But for a lot of people, like they don't have the like the competition background that you do. Like you've competed a lot. And this goes back to the other
1: thing where you say you you gain from all these experiences. Giving somebody along with their start their ninety nine dollar special, they get the gi, they get the belt, and then you get a lifetime of jujitsu knowledge and experience. Man, that's a disservice. Yeah. That's a huge disservice to, to come full circle to what you were saying everybody has their experiences man you have to every experience in life shapes you for who you who you are as a person and who you are moving forward yeah and bad experiences gives you the ability to address the situation make it better for yourself and whatever it is and you know there's i mean this is the cold reality of life man you got people that deal with a bad situation they're in the middle of the street frozen in a weird position because they're smacked out on heroin yeah is that a good way to make a decision? This was a bad, you know. Yeah, I dude. lost my job. I was this. It was that. This is where I'm going. Or I could say, well, you know what? Let me let me slap the devil in the face. Let me let me. How do I get through this? Yeah. How do I, you know, flip off this situation and, and adjust around? Yeah. It?
0: Look, the best advice probably comes from Jordan Peterson, and for some reason he's getting maligned right now, um, which is insane. To What's me. he
1: getting ripped for now? I, I
0: can't figure it out, dude. I think it's because he. He was he was going he was against like the the, the um force the compelled speech like with the pronouns the, oh yeah which he's not to be clear he was never against using uh terminology yeah. he, he'll call you whatever you want it's he, he he was ringing the alarm that the government was mandating exactly you gotta think like he he studied like you know Nazi Germany and yes. things like that I don't want to get into that no, no. but anyway I will not what I'm saying is I'm still reading Jordan Pearson like he, there are friggin and I think he's a good guy. He is a good guy. You know, I'm, you know, I'm on his side. If if somebody can present the argument to me, like, clearly and succinctly of, like, the evils of him, I yeah. will gladly listen, really. Anyway. They demonize him because they don't like his opinion. Well, I that's guess. not a good thing. I guess. Anyway, so two very easy, like, rules that, that he has that I think are kind of covering what we're talking about is one is, is – uh, you know, aim at something. Like you got to take aim at something and and aim up, aim like one step above wherever you are. Exactly. And the idea be- behind aiming is like say like you're sh- you you want to shoot an arrow at a target, but nobody really knows what that target is yet. You know what I mean? Like you think you know what what you want, you think you kind of know what you want to be, but what happens the closer you get to the target? What tends to happen? Yeah, it
1: may it, not be the target you want. It wanted. changes a little bit. Yeah.
0: But the idea is, if you just sit idly until the target, the ideal target materializes, you're not going anywhere. You're going to backslide. <laughs> so it's like just you know aim and then course correct as you go. You have to, and uh, you know just aiming up is and adopting a little bit more responsibility, like time a little bit at a time. That's just a surefire way for, uh, towards progress and, and growth. The other really important lesson I think is is don't hide. What is it? Don't hide unwanted things in the fog. Which is the ideas of like, don't sweep shit under the rug. Yeah. Don't lock stuff in the closet. And that's huge in jujitsu, man. Yeah. Like, we already addressed that. Like, if there are huge holes in your game or there's, there's like, uh, holes in like your, your character. Yeah. Right. Cause there, there is a lot of crossover and correlation there. Like, if you avoid tough roles, that's not, hmm. that's not your jujitsu speaking. No. You know what I mean? That's your mental. Yeah, that's your things. mental game is speed. speaking. Or the whole uh, waiting for
1: somebody to come out of a tough
0: role to go, hey, you want to roll? Yeah, dude, and oh god, that tries you vulture, you you, vulture, you, yeah. <laughs> you parasite, <laughs> uh, you, you opportunist. you opportunist, uh, yeah, you uh, you carpet bagger. <laughs> How's that for a reference? Um, but here's where maybe I could be misperceived. I hope as abrasive or insensitive. That's I think that's a good word. It would be insensitive. And look. I'm glad you said something because I'll dial it back. Like, don't, nah, don't. dude. I'll just, I'll just look, keep. I'll make fun of you twice as much. That means that there's nothing left in your day for your kids <laughs> yeah, or anybody gonna, else. I'm never gonna, yeah, i will never be able to get anything no. But done. It, that's the thing, and and
1: I mean, this is I, I, don't even know this is addressable on a pocket. But it's look, you always know where you stand. Yeah. I never want to be bullshitted, you know. And you get I think that it's
0: bullshat,
1: bullshatted, bullsharted, yeah, <laughs> shaded. Yeah. But you never want to be bullshitting, man. I want to know where I stand, man. You know. You do know. Don't tell. I know where I stand. Here's the. Tr- That's why I'm. Do you want me? L- I'm going to let you in
0: on a little secret, just between me and you. Okay. Nobody don't, else is. Don't listening. tell anybody. Okay. Uh, I actually have a, a very strong working knowledge of the psyche of all the people close to me. Yeah. Especially at the school here. Really. Especially my senior students. And, senior citizen. Uh, yeah, and I address that. I I work within that those bounds yeah so if if i did say something that stung somebody a little bit yeah it was positioned that way purposely in an attempt to maybe cause a little bit of an earworm of purposeful discomfort yeah to make them grow a little bit yeah you know what i mean I know. in other words like if i'm teaching class i i don't like bullshit i don't make fun of like aladdin no he doesn't need me to no. like i don't i don't make fun of like rc he doesn't need me to um and some people it's not like I'm making fun of like Russ because he needs me to. Yeah. He just responds really well to it. Yes. And he's a great sport and that lightens lightens the mood. But some people like with Al, if he's doing some bullshit move, yeah. I'm gonna make fun of him, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and that's my way of being his teacher, of not being like well, Al, here here's the reason that yes. that doesn't work fundamentally. <laughs> it's I'd rather just be like what's that bullshit? Yeah. Like are you going to throw that out? You want me to, like the alley is in the back. There's there's a dumpster <laughs> in the back. Go throw that that garbage out there. That's, you know, that's kind of like yeah. an easier way to talk. Um yeah. I'll I'll, you know, I'll break his ball sometimes and he's a good example of he's a good sport, but he's, you know, he's like a he's very much more like coach Tony than he is like me. Yeah. He's he's more sensitive. Like yeah. he's he's more he's got a bigger heart. Um, so if I'm gonna like poke at him, it's to make him grow. Yeah. It's, to, it's sometimes you poke at somebody because they they feel the affection. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you poke at somebody because yeah they feel the affection, but it makes them grow. It gets a point across a lot better. There's meaning behind everything. There's meaning behind everything. Yeah, there is. And there's truth in jest. Yes. So when I'm breaking Russell's balls for sitting back on an ankle lock, yeah. It's not just it's to not have just fun. The, it's because I'm, I'm it's tired true. of that shit. Yeah, dude. You know, stop doing that. Yeah, which stop he, do- did. he did. He developed a good guard and a good guard pass. Yes,
1: yes. And uh, synthol-filled neck—that's really hard to choke. Yeah, Jesus Christ. That's why I—I said it to him yesterday. He was up here, and I'm like, he was like, yeah, but you can't choke me. I go, let's put the ghee on. I'll choke you. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I go. I know my arms are gonna fit around your synthol-filled neck, <laughs> yeah. but that that <laughs> yeah. lapel sure yeah. as
0: hell will. Lapel find a home pretty it easy. It sure will. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, so I'm sorry for being insensitive. No. I hope I don't get canceled for making <laughs> you cry. I'm yeah. <laughs> now, again, I was well, raised. Was in it a, one of the seven-year-olds?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. No, but and, and, you know, and when it comes to that, I mean, I was raised in the uh, in a family uh, with a genetic pool of ball breakery. Uh, yeah, dude. You know, so it's all good. I'm. I don't have any issues. I know when you look. I know when you break my balls. It's your poke fun. There's meaning behind it. Yeah. If it's something that I know, it's like, all right, I was kind of, I need to address that situation. And I do.
0: Yeah. I do. Yeah. And it's a good way to make corrections and make them lightheartedly. You have because to. Because the corrections have to be made. They have to be made. course, correction is a, a vital skill set through jujitsu and life. Dude, and let, let's be let's be very clear, dude. If if somebody doesn't train here and they're listening to this, or they haven't taken my class and they're listening, they're probably like, this guy sounds like a dick. When we say joking around and poking around, there's only a very small group of students who I I'll do that with. Yes, the vast majority of you guys, like especially white belt, blue belt, even purple belt, I I treat corrections and interactions with you the same way I do with the kids. Like, like I, I find what you're doing right yep. because you deserve you deserve that. You deserve that. I correct it and then I I applaud that the fact that you corrected it. Yes. you know what I mean, like. I would never just be like, "Oh, that's garbage. Fix that." Never in a million years. <laughs> to them, to them, to to like maybe Al. But I mean, Al's freaking incredible now. Yeah. But uh, you know, with the the inner circle, it's fun to do that, you know, and yeah. it it's just it's an effective tool. It is a very effective
1: tool, and um the um the group or that we're talking about when you say that to and look for the m- m- most of it, it's us and the black geese. Yeah. You know, and and there's. Everybody understands and knows where it's coming from, yeah. you know. And and everybody, <laughs> nobody hates you for it, not nah, dude. I and everybody appreciates you for it, man. And and look, yeah. I always say because I break everybody's balls, you know. And I break your balls because I love you. Yeah, it's that simple. Yeah. If I didn't break your balls, you maybe may want to think about that. Why am I not breaking your balls? Yeah. You know, he breaks everybody else's balls, but there's there's reason behind it. You know. Again, maybe you can't handle it. You know, maybe it's this or that. You know, <laughs> I mean, whatever no. it is. No, it you know? shouldn't be that. It no, shouldn't no, no, no. And that. it maybe I don't. When I say you, you can't handle it, meaning it maybe take it too personal. It's like yeah. wait a second. You know, yeah. Russ in his synthol filled neck. That's
0: it is what it is. You know, poor Russ. Dude. Poor Russ. We we might have to. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a, a one month uh, freeze on. <laughs> when on I put up, Russ I posted apart. that
1: picture of him. Dude, As for my uh, profile by way, picture.
0: By the way, yeah, with the sleeves, <laughs> the reason here's here's a little policy that we have here. Like we we have gear, <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah, we have the uniform policy, but we also have gear in stock. So if you show up and your your pants are ripped from your crotch to your heel <laughs> and you think you're going to take class like that, I'll let you take class like that, but I'm going to look around at like my five toughest guys and be like, "Uh, bounty." Yeah. Bounty on those pants. That's yeah. only been going on for 7, seven years. years now. Yeah, 7 years and 2 months <laughs> since day How one. How many pant
1: legs were carried around and Yeah. I got plenty. It.
0: plenty. Here's your shirt. Yep. <laughs> because dude, like nobody we this is a family environment. Yes. And of all people, Russ comes in with a, a long sleeve rash card, the sleeve is ripped up to the elbow. <laughs> a rolled it up. Yes. Like I'm, i was looking for the pack of cigarettes rolled up in his sleeve. <laughs> the lucky and I'm chance. like, looking good, Russ. Yeah. Looking good. And I look over to RC and i I'm like, bounty. <laughs> Dude, but you know, but you know these guys. Yeah. Friggin' the first ten seconds of the roll, they just step on his chest and rip <laughs> his leave. Right up. off. It's supposed to be done a little more tactfully, but uh The Brotherhood is real. Yeah. The brotherhood is real and you know, you could take that
1: obviously Russ is a really good guy yeah and uh he he absorbs it he he gets it he gets it which is the best part and I will say that he he was messaging me afterwards I'm gonna get my brown belt in jail <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that would imply you would be getting a brown belt but yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like you know it's uh, he's it and look man I I could tout we have a over
0: 300 awesome people in this place. Yeah. That's the one yeah. thing I could tell you. Look, it, and I think the lesson to take away is this. There are... I'm not... It's not um, exclusive, right? Like, it's got the the air of, of being clicky. It's got, like, an air of elitism. It's got an air of exclusivity. Like, having these... um I guess what you could say it's like there's concentric concentric uh rings, right? So you just you're about to enroll into the school. You're on the outside of the bubble. Yeah. You fill out the inquiry form, and Coach Tony calls you to set up your 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 lesson. Your you you're on, you're standing on that first ring. Yes. You come in, you take your class. You're w- inside that first ring, right? You go home, you wash your gi, hopefully. You come back. <laughs> the next Better day. wash that gi. You're on the end, like the first class is one ring in itself. Yeah. And then when you come back, you're a vet. Yeah, you're experienced. Like you're one of you're in the tribe. Yeah. Now you're inside that ring. Yes. You're inside that ring. That like it's like when all the mama elephants or like the mama like mus- musk oxes, oxen. Oxen. Turn and face the the lions. Yes. And they can protect. You're Keep in that, dude. In it,
1: yeah.
0: You're you're part of the group. But there's also circles that continue to go towards the inside. Now you're part of it. You're you're in it, but. Like, I'm not gonna like poke fun at you yet., yeah. We're still building rapport, right? Yes. And you're the funny, the cool thing is, like with every consecutive ring, you're earning your way forward. like you're you're investing in yourself. you're growing into this new version of yourself. You're doing all those hard things that we talked about earlier in the podcast, like weeks on end of bottom side control, yeah. of training with people who are better than you, even though you don't really have the tools yet. To negate what they're doing and to fight back and you're overcoming these things and every single time you do it you're growing but more not more importantly let me reverse that every single time you do it you're you're earning more of our respect and and you're growing as a person uh you're all becoming more familiar with each other you're becoming more and more integrated with the tribe right like these bonds these Deep, deep, like, uh, levels of trust are forming. Like, these these webs are being woven between us socially, um, you know, physically in some some senses, you know, and, like, emotionally. Yeah. These are the people you rely on and lean on to to get better, to become a better version of yourself. So you m- multiply that over, like, three, four, five years. You're a purple belt now. Man, like, does it get any tighter than that? I don't think so. And like, you're not even really all the way towards the inner circle yet. And, and here's the thing in most arenas, in most places, if, if the leader were to admit that there are, are inner circles working your way in, it'd be like, uh, people would be flabbergasted and outraged. Yeah. But I'm not a bullshitter. Here's the truth. Like once you t- once you step on that outer ring, you are in my tribe. You're in in, in our tribe. You're part of this group and we love you and we're going to do everything we can to nurture you and help you grow and and uncover these things about you. Um but there is a correlation, a direct rel- relationship to the time you spend investing in yourself here, the time you you spend investing in your teammates and helping to to grow like uh you know, just the people around you. Mm-hmm there's a correlation be- between like what you get out of it. Yes. You know, and one of the things that you, that you get out of it that you got to kind of work yourself towards is that social aspect. Yeah. That, that can't, dude, we can't force that. No. You know, it would, Oh, I got to get kind to wake up. Um, Hopefully that makes sense, dude, because I would, I would really be remiss to, to leave it at, there's an inner circle cuz cuz we're in Black geese and you're not. No. There's an inner circle because we've been here for 7 years and you have not. That is not it at all. No. It's it's more maybe it's just the time we spent together. It is the time we it's, spent. It maybe together. maybe it's the shared experiences. There is another way to look at this, dude. Are are say like the the last 10 students who just enrolled. They're going to come through the ranks together and they're going to have this incredible bond that I'm going to be on the outside of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. However, they're, they're going to have that personal bond within the the bigger bond that is of the, the tribe. tribe. The circle, those concentric rings, they're all part of the same tree. Yes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I again,
1: those shared experiences go a long way. And you have, you know, when it comes to the black key, um, there's opportunity for people to do that. You get Brian O'Brien, Brian, Brian, that's coming in helping obey. out all the time. You, yeah. know, you got people that they're that's where you go, the selfless nature of yourself, being more part of yeah. what we're doing here, it gives you that opportunity. And it's not restricted to just blue belts, purple, belts. Everybody. everybody. You wanna come in and help. Just come Every- in and help.
0: Dude, there is no limit. There is no ceiling on the amount of respect, trust, camaraderie that you can get out of this game. There's no limit. Exactly. There's no glass ceiling. No. You know, the only one is the one you impose on yourself. And the, the cool thing is... Nobody is forcing you to give more of yourself. You literally can be the most self. I don't mind, yeah. dude. There's, I would love for every single one of our students to be like you, like completely self selfless, full of heart. A little bit younger would be nice. That'd be a lot nice. But we don't need that. Yeah. You know, like we we need like a dozen of you, and we've got mo- well way more than a dozen of yeah. you. Um, You can like you do, especially in our school, like because we have so many people who give. You do have the opportunity to come in and be as anonymous as you want, and just you know come in, take your class, learn a little bit about jujitsu, train real hard, go back and join rejoin the world. You have that that ability, but there there are certain benefits that come with giving, giving, giving. Yes, and one of the things is people love you for it. Yes, people like trust you more for it. Yeah and people are more people want to be people want to reciprocate yes you know like it's one that of the big, domino effect yeah dude it's one one of the big things about like the tribe is is it's it it's such a great opportunity for like a a reciprocal relationship again the beauty here is you don't have to do that right like yeah. you could just show up take class and leave as long as you're being a good partner but dude there's there's so much more on the table you're the leaving a lot on the table is there
1: for yeah. you. And if you're a person that doesn't, well, it's, maybe that's a blocker in your life, this gives you a comfortable place, a place where you know everybody's going to support you no matter what for you to come in and engage and you know, f- face that dragon right in the eye and yeah. say, and give you the opportunity to go and do something maybe outside your com- comfort zone. You know? it, it it's, it's, again, it, there's a lot of benefits to the tribe. There's a thousand yeah. different roles in the tribe. Yes. Everybody you can have the role of I just wanna go in and train, that's fine. You can have the, I wanna go in and I wanna help with this or do that, that's fine. Whatever you wanna do, yeah. everybody everybody has a, a role. You define your role, that's the beauty. Where else and in this look, world can you go? You go to work, they go, well, they this, tell you is, where you are. this is what your role is. You can
0: shape your role here. Look, and one one last thing to add, but I really gotta go, I know you gotta go. Um go. Everybody has a role in the academy. You can dictate what that role is gonna be, for the most part. And the cool thing is every role is important. Every exactly. single role is crucial to the academy, from the person who doesn't want anything more than to sneak in with their head down, train, and leave, to the person who wants to be the next Coach Tony, to the person who wants to open up their own school, yep. every to the competitor, to the non-competitor, to the parents of the kids. Every single person plays a huge role, and they're, they're all just as important as the There's last. a thousand pieces in a watch, and they all have to work together for to tell time nicely
1: done yeah
0: all right guys have a good one we'll be back soon enough see you
1: guys